the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I'm Dr. Bill. We're doing a show today with Ken, and we're on 860 AM. We're on YouTube and Facebook and my Wix channel, DrBillRadioMD.com. Got a good show today. Um, first thing I want to shout out is uh, Salman Rusty, who wrote uh, Satanic Verses. By the way, Ken, he was born in India, in Mumbai, and he was a Muslim raised in India. And then he went to England and he wrote this book, which many Muslims felt was blasphemous to the prophet and to their religion. And uh, the Ayatollah Khomeini put a fatwa on him back in the late 70s. Did you know that? Yes. Oh, I remember all that. Sure. Oh, yeah. And he uh, he ran for his life. He ended up uh, in uh, the United States. I think he lives in New York City or somewhere in New York State. And he was uh, giving a talk here. Uh, up in New York, and uh, a young man attacked him and stabbed him several times, and he was rushed to the hospital. He's going to live. Um, he's off the ventilator, and he's talking, but I guess he took a couple of hits in the neck. They, and now I, I heard kid, he t- was stabbed 12 times. Yeah. Hattie Matar. Hadi Matar. He was born in the U.S., but uh, the officials think that he's probably sympathetic to some Shia uh, extremist group. So... Uh, We've got problems here. Now, there was a, a Japanese writer in the late 90s who translated this book that Rushdie wrote, and uh, he was attacked and killed. You probably didn't know that. No, I did not. And so I guess there's uh, uh, some animosity still, and, you know, there, there's really no reason to be so sensitive, but th- this is part of Islam. And, and like I've said before, they need to undergo a reformation, as did uh, – Christianity and Judaism back in the uh, late Middle Ages, early Renaissance period, uh, precipitated in part by, as I've said before, the Black Plague. Anyway, so this guy's pleading not guilty. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know on on what basis, maybe uh, by reason of mental insanity. Probably. Uh, That's all he's got left, I think, at this point. and now Bill Maher said that, uh, you know, this is going to stir up Islamophobia and you're an Islamophobe if you say anything about Islam. Come on, boys and girls. This is a religion that still says uh, it'll chop my head off because I'm not a, 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 a monotheist. Or if I'm a polytheist or an atheist, I'm to be killed or enslaved. Did you know that? The Quran says that. I've read it. I, I don't see any... Um... Revolution there at all. You know what I mean? Evolution, I should say. I don't think they're going to be changing their ways anytime soon. Well, I, th- I think that uh, the westernized, uh, you know, the the Muslims, most of the Muslim kids that grew up in the United States are a little bit different. But uh, in some Muslim countries, uh, predominantly Muslim countries, you can't vote if you're not a Muslim. You can't own a business by yourself. Uh, in Pakistan, the Hindus... They can have non-voting representatives in the parliament, but they they can't they they just don't have the same legal rights. And uh, 
and Islam says that until you convert to Islam, you're to be treated as a child, more or less, and taken care of. Thank you. I think I'll take care of myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, at any rate, we hope uh, Salman does well, and, and we, we wish for uh, freedom of speech and freedom of press, uh, although it's uh, fast coming to an end in our country. You know, so, you know. <laughs> We don't know how much longer we're going to be on the air, folks. Oh, I mean, now don't go saying that, Doc. You think they'll cancel me? No, never. Okay, good. All right. I'll no, I'll fight bad. to the death. I'll stand out there with a gun. All right. You're my man. They come and try and get you, buddy. I told you what uh, my friend Steve Levine, he retired. He's a surgeon here in town, and he was he's ultra-liberal, and he said, why do you need an assault rifle? You got a pistol, isn't that enough? I said, the pistol's for when you come to try to rob me. The rifle's for when you and all your Democratic buddies come down the street and try to take my pistol away. <laughs> so <laughs> that kind of shut him up. <laughs> Did you hear polio's back? We got What is going on there? Yeah, where did this come from all of a sudden? Um, I think that uh, it's probably been around. Uh, the last case was in 2013. And there's probably uh, subclinical cases that occur. Uh, and, you know, you've got a lot of immigrants in New York State and or New York City especially, and you don't know what their vaccination status is. And, of course, the kids weren't adequately vaccinated during the pandemic because the pediatricians weren't open. And so now we've got uh, we've got a reservoir. I think New York State's probably only about 80 percent vaccinated. I don't know what Florida is. I, I would guess we're similar, but so without the vaccination, you are at risk. Uh, you and I can, because of the times we grew up in, we uh, we are fully vaccinated, and we had both the the uh, Salk injection and the Sabin oral. Now we quit using the Sabin oral vaccine. That was a live uh, weakened virus, uh, but it was causing vaccinia, which is a polio. I'm sorry, not vaccinia, but polio, mild polio cases in kids with immune deficiencies, a very small number of kids, but still there was a risk there. And so we quit using that uh, and went back to the salt injectable. So, so I'm covered. I, I'm covered. But if you're not, you should probably have the kids vaccinated. Oh yeah. yeah, you got to get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. That's a horrible disease. Uh, and especially when you see these adults get it and or the kids that haven't been immunized. And I've seen a couple of kids over my career who were not immunized, my generation, your generation. And uh, it's sad, really. And why? Why weren't you immunized? My parents didn't believe in shots. Well, that's insanity. I mean, you know, as I've said before, I am um, I'm a Nazi when it comes to immunizations. I think that Public health uh, should not be, it should be debated among those who understand it and who are involved in it and the scientists and the researchers and the doctors and the pharmacists and the pharmaceutical companies. But I don't think the public should have much of a say in this and religious, uh, religious reasons for not getting vaccinated. Ken, there's no religious book on the planet that says don't get vaccinated. There were no vaccinations <laughs> When the Bible and the Quran and the Bhagavad Gita and all these other books were written, there were none. There weren't any. 
Well, if you're having trouble making your decision, go back and look at some of the photographs from the early 19th century of uh, kids in iron lungs with their mothers sitting on stools in front of them. And I saw one, and my dad took me, and he said, Billy, you want to see a, a kid with polio and an iron lung? I said, sure, Dad. He took me up to the intensive care unit at uh, at the hospital we were at, the, the children's hospital, and uh, there was a kid in an iron lung, and I talked to him for a minute or two. And, of course, he could only talk when, when he had a breath of air, and the iron lung would create negative pressure, so you were in a tube with a collar around your neck and the iron lung would uh, uh, would uh, expand and contract your chest wall by putting negative and positive pressure into this tube and uh, you know I chatted with him for for a few minutes and that was uh, that was really an eye-opener it, it really was and you had to stay like that the rest of your life didn't you I don't think there was it depended. Uh, there were some kids that uh, ended up permanently uh, with paralysis permanently of their diaphragm. Most of the kids had lower extremity paralysis. The, this is a virus. This is an RNA virus. It's an enterovirus. Entero meaning it comes in through the gut primarily. So it's an oral fecal virus, which means that it comes off of the hands of somebody who hasn't washed themselves and is shedding the virus in their poop. Mm-hmm. And then that is spread either by uh, food workers handling food without having adequately washed their hands or more likely kids coming back from uh, daycare and from uh, kindergarten and school. And uh, as we know, toddlers on their to-do list, washing their hands is not at the top of the list. And there's a lot of viruses being spread around by kids. So a lot of people can get polio and just have a mild cold and get over it. But uh, if you get a bad case of it, it's it's a scary thing. My dad ended up in the hospital with it, and I remember that. And we went and visited him. Well, that's we what put FDR there. in a wheelchair. Well, there's some speculation that that may have been Marie Charcot tooth disease, which is a perineal nerve palsy. And uh, he probably was more of a perineal nerve palsy, which is an inherited disorder. I know that extremely well because my first wife has that, and uh, she's in a wheelchair now. Uh, So they're two different uh, things, and they thought that she had had polio when she was a kid, even though she had been immunized. Uh, But uh, the genetic testing came along in this, uh, basically in this past 30, 40 years, and she had the test, and she's positive. And uh, our daughter is negative, but her son by another man is positive, so... That's that's another bad disease. So at any rate, now they say that they found polio virus in the New York wastewater, which is probably not that uncommon. Again, considering all of the uh, people that come from all over the world and the reservoir of the uh, of the virus that exists naturally because of people with subclinical cases of it and, and then shedding the virus in their stool. Bad disease, buddy. Bad disease. So here's the bottom line. Get an immunization. Don't be a weenie. And don't don't give me that crap about God doesn't want you to have an immunization. I talked with God yesterday, and he had nothing to say about immunizations. He said, that's between you guys on the planet. He's staying out of it. And uh, he said, look, I'll work my side of the street, which is metaphysical, Ken. And, Doc, you work your side of the street, which is physical. You cannot prove the metaphysical with the physical. 
and you can't prove the physical with the metaphysical. They're just they're two separate branches of logic. And so, uh, well, this is a you know this is not experimental. This is fully tested with millions and millions and millions of people. So just go get it. Billions, billions, of, probably right now. Billions of people. And you you go to China, and that, that's uh, my friend Sophie Ma. She's our pathologist. She said uh, she grew up in China. She was there for, I don't know, seven, seven or eight, first, second grade. And her grandparents are still there, so she goes back from time to time. And she said the one good thing the communists did was to educate and to immunize everybody. And all the kids are immunized, and health care is reasonably good. Uh, and it's picked up a lot. It's It's probably... It's not as good as the United States or South Korea or Western Europe, but it's certainly way better than it was 50 to 100 years ago in China. So, But a lot of that is immunizations. And immunizations are probably the single most uh, uh, advancement in medicine and in pharmaceuticals and science uh, that have helped the uh, human race survive longer and uh, live healthier, happier lives, Ken. Nothing else can match it. You know, people. One of the reasons people don't die at, you know, 55 anymore on a regular basis. You know, and you think about it. What was rampant in the 19th and 18th century? Well, uh, pneumonia, TB, uh, polio, smallpox, uh, occasional outbreaks of the plague, all of these things. And almost all of those can be uh, prevented with uh, vaccinations. Now, we don't have a vaccine per se to TB, although they do use the BCG vaccine, uh, which is a, a, a killed uh, bacteria that has a, a, some of the, uh, some of the uh, proteins of the TB bacteria in it. And my wife got that when she was a kid. They gave that in the Orient because TB was so rampant. I think it works, but uh, in the United States, we did not have to do that. We pretty much eliminated TB just with medication and uh, isolation and good health practices. So even TB probably has a, 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 a vaccination that prevents it. That's, that's the story on polio in a nutshell. It's a virus. It attacks the, um, the motor neurons in the spine and, and in the brain. Motor neurons are the nerve cells that tell your muscles to move and do things. And without that stimulation, the muscles shrivel up and you get contractures where your legs are, your, your tendons are pulling and the muscles are contracted. And they, they so you, you're all curled up and, you know, you look like a baby fetal position, that sort of thing. Not a nice disease. Not pleasant at all. No, not pleasant at all. Speaking of, of medicine and doctors, I got to tell you about this. Uh, Pinellas Park is uh, it's a, a town here in in uh, Pinellas County, Florida. It's a it's a I guess you would call it a suburb of St. Petersburg, although it's a, its own independent uh, city and police and government, et cetera. And uh, there was a doctor there, and this is this was in the newspaper this week. Pinellas Park doctor wrote over 550 fake prescriptions and hid $1.9 million in suitcases, and they've got pictures of the suitcases. Wow. So she was selling Percocet and, and uh, Fenergan with codeine, which is a cough syrup. Now, I don't know why anybody would want to take that. but So I know her personally, Neelam Upal, and so she's in jail now. I covered for her years ago. 
she would want to go out of town or do something, and she'd ask me if I would cover her patients at St. Pete General and Northside, and I did, Ken. I covered them for her. And a couple of times I was concerned, and I told her, I said, Neilam, you're, you're, you're not doing this right. you gotta, you got to change your ways, girl. And she said, no, she's fine. And so she, she went out of town one, one evening, and she had a, a patient early in the morning, like on a Sunday, and she had a patient in the emergency room at St. Pete General, and uh, the patient ended up having a blood clot in their lung. It was a woman in her mid-30s. And so uh, she did not sign this patient out to me. And then when they called her, and she said, well, I signed out to handle them, and they called me. Well, at, at that moment, the lady was coded, and she ended up dying. And I didn't even know that the patient was there for me to see. And I, I, I doubt she ever saw the patient. Now, the, it was the radiologist who ended up taking the hit because the, uh, the imaging study apparently, apparently, and I'm not even sure if he really missed it or not, but uh, at any rate, the lady was on some treatment, but uh, it was a pretty big clot, and uh, she probably had some predisposing factors. That turned into a major lawsuit. And I was deposed on it. And um, after that, we all decided we're not covering for Dr. Neelam Upal. And now here she is. <laughs> <laughs> with 1.2 in a suitcase. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, maybe I should have stuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did she pay 1. you in cash? 1.9 <laughs> million in suitcase. 1.9. Okay. So what she ended up doing is there were a couple of undercover cops. And uh, she wrote them prescriptions for cash, and she never saw them. <laughs> the state does not like that. No. They do, no, they do not like you writing narcotic prescriptions without seeing the patients. And I have a few people on, on uh, heavy narcotics with chronic pain, mostly rheumatoid arthritics and people with bad neck and back spinal disease. But I see them every month, Ken, every month. I don't mess around. I'm not going to... Uh, jeopardize my license or their health uh, for the sake of a few bucks. And the visit's the same amount, whether you pay, uh, whether, whether you're seeing me for uh, your blood pressure or your chronic pain, it's, it's all the same. Uh, and I just have a few people that I, I kind of take care of. They've glummed onto me over the years. And you know me, I'm, I'm sort of an every man. I like, like to do a little bit of everything. And, oh, by the way, guess what? I pulled a bunch of cat five wire, cat six wire, I got the front office all straightened up. It's looking really good so that when the new group comes in, they won't sit down and say, oh, my God. You can imagine the fights that are going to happen anyway when you got my women and their women up there in the front <laughs> office. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be a slugfest, baby. <laughs> you know how women are. They don't want anybody in their kitchen other than them or their mother. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'm coming in to see you this week sometime, I think. You are? I think oh, Thursday, yeah. I think Thursday. Uh, yeah. Well, you can see my wife since you like her better than I. I, I never said that. No, I like you, you both equally. <laughs> She's prettier. Well, <laughs> I may go along with you on that one, Doc. There you go. There you go. So uh, then I, I, I've got uh, two patients, Whitney and, and Carol, who are big fans of the show. Nice people. Uh, very concerned about their health and uh, very protective of their health. Uh, and Carol was talking to me on a telemedicine visit about her knees. Uh, she's got really bad arthritis in her knees. And 
you know, I was thinking about it. She is a diabetic and you can get something called pseudo gout, Ken. Now gout is uh, a genetic disorder that you get, or you can get it if you're undergoing chemotherapy and a lot of blood cells are killed in a hurry. This is where uric acid builds up in the bloodstream and you can't get rid of it because it's a breakdown product of proteins of your muscles and your eyes turning over your muscle protein. So this is a nitrogen-based uh, substance and it's supposed to be turned into urea and then excreted by the liver and then excreted through the kidneys. And that, you know, that's what gives your urine that, uh, that ammonia smell. So at any rate, the, the liver doesn't have that uh, genetic uh, enzyme to, to convert the uric acid to urea. And this builds up and it can get into your joints. And it's a crystal that, that it crystallizes inside your joints. And it can cause really bad problems and a lot of pain. It's very painful. There's also something called pseudogout. Now, this is uh, calcium-based uh, crystals, uh, calcium pyrophosphate crystals. And you see this in diabetics, and this can build up in the, in the joints and cause uh, a gout-like syndrome. Now, the difference between the two is uric acid versus calcium-based. Now, the uric acid we can treat, that is, we can prevent it by giving you medication that will block the production of uric acid in your body, and we can also give you medication to help you pee out more uric acid. Uh, they're called uricosurics. And so we've got treatment for that. And then when you have an acute attack, we can use a short burst of prednisone. And I've given you that, Ken, for something or another, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. That's a cortisone-based substance to decrease the inflammation. And then you can give medications like allopurinol, uh, which help reduce the uh, production of uric acid. And you can also give probenicid, which is uh, a, a drug that makes you pee out the uric acid. It helps get it out of your system. But now with pseudogout, uh, the treatment for that is uh, uh, different, and there's no there's no preventative uh, treatment. So you end up having to give um, colchicine, and colchicine is an old-time gout treatment. It's an anti-inflammatory, Ken, but it's not as potent as, uh, as prednisone or cortisone or steroids or dexamethasone. But it does work very nicely, and I forgot to tell Carol about that, so I hope she's listening. Maybe she'll give that a try and see if that will help. She was looking at some uh, um, medications over the counter that she had tried. She found some cream that seemed to be helpful. And, uh, of course, joints can be injected with prednisone or steroids, uh, different things you can do. And there's also uh, now treatment uh, for in intra-articular inside the joint injections to help uh, decrease the inflammation. There's the uh, platelet-rich uh, plasma extract. So what, the, what some of the uh, orthopods are doing is they're extracting blood from your arm. They spin it down and they just get the, the platelet portion with, with some plasma in it, and then they inject that back into your joint. The research so far shows that it seems to work for uh, tendons uh, the bigger joints like the knees, uh, I've had a couple people do it and it worked for a short period of time. Uh, it does have some physiologic uh, uh, logic to it uh, because platelets have anti-inflammatory and uh, regenerative uh, chemicals in them. So that is something else to think about. But uh, for gout and pseudogout, uh, the treatments are still going to be medical. Although if you have 
a big buildup with a gouty tophi, which is like a, 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 a under the skin gout uh, lump, then you can cut that out. And the, that's often in the hands of the podiatrist because a lot of times you get it in your in your big toe. So that's a bad disease to have. I feel sorry for people who have that. And, I thought it was like an 18th century disease that we didn't deal with much anymore. You hear yeah. like Ben Ben Franklin saying, "I got a touch of the gout today," you know that kind of thing. Yep. I well, know it was still really a problem. Yeah, it's still a problem, and it's uh, it's not that uncommon. But we control it, so everything's much better now, and we're happy. You know what we should do? We should take a break and and ask a question before we do. Absolutely. What I was going to say, you read my mind there, Doc. Time All to right. uh, win a actually two coffee mugs. To Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs up for grabs at 877-969-8600. That's 877-969-8600. The first caller to call with the correct answer to this question. What what virus is back in New York City? We spent the first half of the show talking about it. You shouldn't have a problem coming up with that one. So what, what is back? That is not good news if you haven't been vaccinated for it. So give us a call if you think you have the answer. First phone call with the right answer at 877-969-8600 will win those two Dr. Bill, your Radio MD coffee mugs. We'll be right back, Doc, I guess. We'll be right back, buddy. Here's the latest from the Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Iraq's top judicial body says it does not have the authority to dissolve the country's parliament. The announcement today comes days after an influential Shiite cleric gave the judiciary one week to dismiss the legislature so that new elections can be held. The decision by the Supreme Judicial Council is likely to increase tensions between followers of cleric Muqtada al-Sadr and members of Iran-backed groups as Iraq sinks deeper into a political impasse now in its 10th month. A strong explosion of fireworks storage areas ripped through a market in Armenia's capital. At least one person is killed, 20 others hurt. The blast today set off a big fire, too. The city mayor's office says there were an unknown number of people trapped under the rubble. The blast at the market sent a towering cloud of smoke over the province of Yerevan. This is SRN News. Listen on our website, theanswertampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, Dunedin, by downloading the Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of Can Care, 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. With social distancing and sheltering in place, telemedicine is here. Bay Area Medical Home of Can Care Clinic offers telemedicine for new and established patients. You can see me without an office visit. Schedule an appointment at 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. 
When it's time for your appointment, type this web address into your cell phone or computer web browser, doxy.me forward slash Bay Area Med. A cell phone works well and is all you really need. For computers, you need a web camera and speakers. We'll give you this address when you call for your appointment. We accept most insurances and travel insurances. Canadians and visitors, please call your travel insurance company for an authorization number prior to the visit. Co-pays and deductibles apply. Self-pay rates are available. Just ask. We accept credit cards, PayPal, and Stripe. 727-384-6411. 727-384-6411. Dr. Bill here. My friends at St. Pete MRI and Sleep Diagnostics are your best choice for state-of-the-art MRI, CT, and sleep studies. Quality unsurpassed. 25 years' experience makes St. Pete MRI my go-to imaging center. Self-pay rates are competitive and out-of-pocket costs a fraction of a hospital. Conveniently accessible from both sides of the bay at 750 94th Avenue North, St. Pete, near the Gandhi, 727-577-2220, 727-577-2220. Help us support our Bundles of Hope campaign. Call 800-280-8108. Mostly cloudy skies for today with a thunderstorm in the area during the afternoon and a high of 88. Partly cloudy tonight with a low 79. Intervals of clouds and sunshine tomorrow with a thunderstorm in spots during the afternoon and a high of 91. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Gregory Patrick for AM860, The Answer. I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. Got Ken by my side. We're doing a show today. We had a little trouble at the beginning, but I think we're running. We're going smooth now, Ken, aren't we? We're running, running with all, all that cylinders beating away. We're moving along at 100. percent We even have a winner already. We got a winner. We all do. Right. Yes. Congratulations to Joseph Girardi from Clearwater. He knew that we were talking about polio. Joe, you my man, Girardi, G-I-R-A-D-I. Sounds right. Yep. That doesn't sound Irish to me. I think that's. A, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think. I think that's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you know the president or the ex-president uh, Donald Trump. I guess the uh, FBI tromped through his Mar-a-Lago estate, and uh, so that's created a, quite a maelstrom uh, among the the uh, various political factions. And of course, the liberals are calling it fully justified and. Uh, and uh, the conservatives are saying this is highly unprecedented. And I don't remember of any president having his uh, home raided. Now, I, I know that there were uh, FBI investigations into different presidents. And I got this out of actually this little clip came out of uh, the Istanbul News in Turkey. And uh, Richard Nixon, you, you may not remember him, Ken. He had a little thing called Watergate. Which yeah, rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. And. What happened is that he had his so-called plumbers, um, which were a, a crew of break-in uh, specialists, break into the uh, McGovern's uh, Democratic National Headquarters. McGovern was running against him uh, for the president's uh, presidential race in, what, 76, I think it was. Or no, it was earlier that, 72, I think. Was it 72? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 72, that's right. And uh, And so they got caught. And for breaking and entering and stealing documents from the the Democrats, and I mean the the crime there should have been stupidity. I mean, all, <laughs> they, all they had to do is ask me, and I would have told them what was in there. You know? I mean, it was just McGovern and a bunch of hippies. 
you know, it was, it was kind of stupidity because he was so far ahead in the polls and he ended up winning by a landslide. I know. It, that was one of the biggest victories in history. It's, it was completely unnecessary. <laughs> oh, it was completely unnecessary. And, you know, but Nixon, he was a little bit of a paranoid kind of guy. Uh, and at uh, any rate, the, so the FBI had to investigate him. And as you know, he resigned. Now, Ronald Reagan had the Iran-Contra uh, affair and, uh, you may not remember, but Colonel Oliver North was convicted over the investigation, but uh, no evidence uh, showed that Reagan was involved in this. And the FBI uh, investigated Reagan and investigated all of the paperwork at the at the White House, but not at his home. And he did exactly what Nixon should have done. He went on yeah. television and said, hey, you know what? I, I, this happened under my watch. Buck stops here. Yeah, I didn't and know. I didn't know anything about it, but the buck stops here. So blame me. He, he took responsibility, and uh, that was the end of it. And Oliver North actually made a career out of it. I think he either retired or, or he's dead. But he was on news channels for twenty years after that. He had his own radio show for a long time. Yeah, and he even was the first person in Congress to uh, warn about. Uh, uh, Oh gosh, who was? <laughs> I can't even remember who's the head of uh, of uh, Al Jazeera, not Al Jazeera, but who am I thinking? We just killed one Osama of bin Laden. You talking about Osama? Yeah, Osama bin Laden. Yeah, you got it. So he was the first person, and guess who asked him the question? Who he thought was the most dangerous man in the world? It was Al Gore when he was a senator, <laughs> and Ali North said Osama bin Laden, and Al Gore's like, "Who's Osama bin Laden?" <laughs> He found out. Yeah, we all did real bad. Yeah. Now, Bill Clinton, as you know, um, he had the Whitewater scandal uh, for uh, accusations that he manipulated a banker uh, to make some land deals when he was down there in Arkansas. And then he also uh, had investigation into him for uh, perjuring himself before a federal judge under oath in the uh, Monica Lewinsky situation where he said, no, I never had sex with that woman. It depends. And, Remember that quote? It depends what your definition of is, is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, so the FBI was looking into his stuff and actually George Bush, the second, he had some problems because of, uh, I don't know if you remember Valerie Plume, Plame Plume, what was her name? Kind of. What was that about, though? She was uh, a CIA agent, and she uh, apparently passed information to uh, Valerie Plame, P-L-A-M-E, to journalist Robert Nova, uh, alleging that the the grounds for going into Iraq were false and were manufactured and so on and so forth. And you remember that was a big deal, and Bush was saying, you saw the same intelligence that I saw. He showed Congress, you know, the leaders of the intelligence committees, and I think they ended up um, indicting, who was it that they indicted? Uh, Scooter Libby, former chief of staff to President, Vice President Dick Cheney, uh, was convicted of lying to federal agents. No evidence was found uh, of Bush involvement. And, uh, you know, I hear this all the time in the lunchroom from some of my friends that we had no justification to go into Iraq. There were no weapons of mass destruction. And as I point out to them, when they got into the desert and they found those organophosphates, the press didn't call it nerve gas. They called it insect uh, 
you know, bug spray. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, what's the difference between organophosphate bug spray and, um, and nerve gas? Well, when you're trying to kill somebody with it. Yeah, well, one kills bugs and the other kills people. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> but they're the exact same thing. It's a common mistake. I'm sure it's made every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually ended up banning uh, organophosphates in the United States ostensibly because uh, it was a, a, a threat to the environment, but I also think there was uh, there were security concerns that you could make a weapon out of it. By the way, I saved some. Ken, I got some in the garage. If you want to come over, we can mix up a little something. Oh, thanks. I think, I think I'll pass on that one, Doc. You're going to pass on Yeah, that? I think so. I got a barbecue to go to. <laughs> and then... We, you know, we've we've got this raid on Mar-a-Lago, and I don't know what was it, thirty, forty, fifty agents went in there, pre-dawn raid. I mean, it's it's not like uh, there was anything there that they didn't know was there. You know, the agents they don't know; they just do what they're told. This is similar to uh, what happens in fascist and uh, dictatorial states, where where you have uh, unannounced knocks on the doors of your political opponents and they come in and they stir up some trouble and say they found this and that. And then all of a sudden you're in jail and then all of a sudden you're before a firing squad. And you're hearing this from people who have escaped from, uh, uh, from uh, Venezuela and Cuba. And uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a scary thing. I mean, this is how fascism started. They'd knock on your door early in the morning and they'd come in and get you. Uh, They'd find something and use it as a, a weapon against you in court. Hopefully, our court systems will uh, be stronger. But from what I hear, the, the judge, the federal magistrate that signed the warrant, uh, he was a big Obama uh, fan, buddy, donor, and he hated Trump. Well, I mean, you know, come on. What happened to the idea of impartiality and recusing yourself? I don't know, Ken. I just don't know. It's a bygone era now, Doc. It seems to be. I mean, I'm sure that we've had this previously in the country, but it, it seems much more egregious now. I don't remember any president ever having his home raided. And all presidents from Washington forward have taken home documents. Come on. Of course. Is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I take home charts occasionally. And you know what? I doubt that Trump even knows what the hell's in the in the uh, documents. It's his assistants that do this. And they ask him uh, as he's uh, getting ready to leave as the office, or, do you want to take this? Should we take that? And somebody says, well, I think we better take this. I don't think we even need to ask him. And so you end up with all this stuff at home, and uh, they weaponize it, and they make it into something that it's not. And Merrick Garland knew and signed off on it, and the White House says they didn't know. Are you going to tell me that Merritt Garland didn't discuss this with the president of the United States, that they were going to raid the home of another president? Of course he did. Can you believe? I mean, how can these people be so uh, dishonest in every aspect of what they do? I, I just don't understand it. Do they think that I guess there are a lot of gullible people out there that actually believe them. And if you look at all the liberal press, you know, they're going after this like, finally, we got him. We got Trump. And he's an evil man, and we hate him. And he look at all the bad things he did to the country. What did he do? <laughs> I'm still can't figure out what he did bad. He leveled the playing field when it comes to uh, property and, and state-level taxes. He leveled the playing field 
uh, for real estate. Uh, he leveled the playing field uh, for trade with China by imposing uh, uh, import tariffs on their goods until they started to behave. And uh, I mean, he did a lot of good things. Uh, warp speed, uh, he got the, uh, the COVID vaccine out, which saved billions of lives around the planet, you know? I mean, what are you, what are you, what are you crucifying this guy for? Because he's got a big mouth. Uh, because okay, you Some people cannot separate the man from the record, you know what I mean? And, 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 well, and I didn't it, vote for a Boy Scout. No. And, uh, you know, if you listen to the whole speech that he makes, it's certainly not what uh, the liberal press is cutting and editing and make it sound like he said things that he didn't say. But of course, if you if you say a lot, and you're in the public spotlight, you're 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 a target, and that's what the press loves. I mean, for goodness' sakes, they uh, they make their living off of that. That's right. Well, as Yogi Berra said, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I love Yogi, <laughs> and they're going after him again, and they they think that they're going to. Uh, convict him of a crime so then he can't run for president and they think that it's going to make him look bad when all it's done is stirred up the base even more people are harder nosed now than they were on the uh, conservative side uh and i you know, what are you going to do though I, I don't know what the answer is to this uh hopefully the court systems will treat this equitably and uh, all this will be dropped I mean, I don't know, nuclear weapon material, come on. What, what's he got, the old codes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They change. They, they change with every president, I know, yeah. They, well, I mean, they change, you know, it's a computer generated. They change every second. So you don't even know what the codes are. And uh, what are you going to do, sell the codes to to uh, uh, to the Europeans or the Chinese? We're going to sell them to the Russians so they can launch their uh, missiles upon themselves. There you go. <laughs> that. And I mean, plus, uh, even if you, by some one in a, con a hundred zillion billion chance, had a way to enact those codes as the next president, there's two other people in the chain. So you send that code and that order to, uh, to a nuclear submarine, and there's two people on the nuclear, maybe three, I don't know, and they all have a key, and they all have to agree, or it, nothing will be launched. That's right. And if one guy says, you know, I'm not going to start World War III and, and nuke humanity, of course, I don't like that guy. I think we ought to go ahead and nuke a few people and see how they work. I mean, why did we make all these things if we're not going to use them, Ken, for God's sakes? At any rate. <clears throat> that was uh, the premise of one of my favorite movies, War Games. War Games and, uh, of course, uh, Dr. Strangelove. Well, don't get me started with Dr. Strangelove. How I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. <laughs> that is one of my all-time favorites. Peter Sellers. God, he was he magnificent was, in that movie. He played three parts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so South Korea launched a, a lunar orbiter. Did you know that? I did not know that. I had not. I had not heard that yet. Yeah. And guess who put it up there for him? The Chinese. No. no? Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah, they don't. They aren't going to. They, they wouldn't use that Chinese junk. They want to make sure it got up there. That's right. <laughs> they want to make sure it got up there. Elon Musk, SpaceX, put that's it up. right. Stay with the capitalists. So now they've got an, an orbiter around the moon, and they're gathering information. Boy, that little country is just going to town. I'm telling you, 
60 million people, and they are just tearing up the track. Buddy. I'm wondering, though, why would they do that? What, 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 are they going, what do they think they're going to discover that we haven't done already on the moon? Or to just, uh, just, just to say, look, we went to the moon. Uh, it, it's, it's named Danuri, D-A-N-U-R-I, which in Korean means enjoy the moon. It will study the moon from a polar orbit for at least a year, and one of the probe's five instruments will capture polarized light to measure the grain sizes of lunar dust, an indication of weathering by the solar wind, and hence the age of features such as lava flow and impact craters. And it's also going to look for ice, water. I don't think there's any water on the moon, but I guess there could be because it gets hit by uh, meteors and asteroids just like the Earth does. But I think it's right? all been looked for already. You know what I mean? We've already done this. Why are they doing it? Well, they didn't have anything to do. This week. <laughs> they just want to feel like a big boy. That's all. Yeah, and and then we've got this monkeypox thing going on here, and everybody's all worried. And I keep telling everybody, uh, are you having sex with men? Uh, are you a prostitute? Are you homosexual? Then don't worry about it, you know. Be be monogamous. Uh, be faithful to your spouse. And, it's not uh, an airborne disease, so you don't have to worry about that. It's not airborne. It's not, uh, you know, it's it's not spread by, by touch, per se, unless you're a doctor or a nurse working in the hospital, then that's a whole nother story. And, uh, of course, that that can be, you know, things can be spread. And, and at our hospital now, we have to wear full protective gear and gloves and gowns and masks and all that. Because I guess there's a small chance that uh, somebody could cough on you who's shedding the virus. But I don't even think anybody's died from it, Ken. Have they? Have you heard Not of Not that I've death? heard of, no. You just look ugly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a crime looking ugly well hey do i need a booster when i come in on uh i keep hearing about a new booster coming along oh it's 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 not a new one it's uh uh it's another company that the fda finally said could go ahead and sell their vaccine and or distribute sell and use their vaccine in the united states i, I can't remember which company it is but it's a uh it's a protein that stimulates antibodies against the spike virus so there's nothing really new or earth-shaking about this as far as i know now that it may be that it attaches to a different part of the spike uh, protein in which case uh that might might make some difference and i've heard some doctors who don't know what they're talking about say well i got a moderna and a pfizer because they you know two different vaccines and nah, they're the same thing but nevertheless i mean if that turns out to be true, and I'll investigate that, and we'll talk about that on another show, then I'll, I'll recommend that. But uh, by the way, uh, uh, Whitney, he uh, had me test for antibodies, and he doesn't have any detectable antibodies, so I told him to get his butt back in there and get a booster. Well, I've had three shots, so I might ask for my fourth on uh, Thursday. Yeah, I'd get a fourth one. Uh, I would. I'm going to yeah. check my antibody levels this month and see what's going on, so... I might need another booster because, you know, at, at 73, your immune system is not the same as when you're younger than 65 or 70, and your antibody levels drop off fairly rapidly, especially with something like this where uh, we obviously are going to need, like the flu, we're going to need uh, annual boosters depending on which strain is running around unless it, it peters out completely. But we'll have to wait and see. So, by the way, did you hear the FTC has launched inquiry into prescription drug middlemen industries? You know, these these uh, 
pharmacy managers, uh, pharmacy benefit managers, you know who they are. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the, what what happened, folks, is that the uh, the pharmaceutical industry uh, they don't sell directly to pharmacies and to doctors and HMOs and hospitals. They go through wholesalers and middlemen, just just like any other business. And so, a lot of uh, the, the big companies that form these uh, these um, mail-in pharmacies and uh, uh, OptumRx and and different things, and they're integrated with big insurance companies like Aetna and United Healthcare, and they have these pharmacy benefit managers who negotiate with the uh, with the with the manufacturers and the wholesalers to get medications for the patients. And so they basically decide what medications will be on the formulary for your particular insurance plan. And then if you want to go outside of that, you got to pay more. And of course, they're going to try to get the best deal they can. And there's uh, uh, pressure by the pharmacy benefit managers on pharmacies and pharmaceutical companies around, uh, not pharmaceutical, but but uh, drug companies, uh, you know, like Walgreens and CVS to play ball with them. And if they don't, then they they uh, they ding them. And so there's a lot of uh, stuff going on here. Fees and, and clawback charges, methods to steer patients toward pharmacy benefit, manage owned pharmacies, unfair audits of independent pharmacies, complicated and opaque medicines, uh, methods to determine pharmacy reimbursement and the prevalence of authorization uh, pre-authorization and restriction on medications, which is a big headache for us, Ken, is these pre-authorizations that we have to fill out. So I'm glad they're going after them, and you go get them, boys. 30 seconds. Hey, by the way, I am Dr. Bill, your Radio MD, and I am at uh, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. We've got a full-service practice. We've got the COVID vaccine. we we got COVID testing, and we're wonderful people. I love you. Thank you. See you See Thursday, you Doc. Love you, buddy. Thank you for listening to Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Join Dr. Bill every Sunday morning at 9 for more insight, information, provocation, and fun. Dr. Bill Handelman practices in St. Petersburg, Florida at Bay Area Medical Can Care Clinic, 6399 38th Avenue North. For your convenience, telemedicine appointments are available. Call his office today at 727-384-6411. That's 727-384-6411. Or visit his website at Clinic. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.